Welcome to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Over the next hour, you will learn how to open, free your mind, and overcome the toughest challenges life throws your way on your path to achieving Zen. Now, here is your host, Hitomi. Love is the greatest human potential. I believe that this is our, our purpose in, as humans, is to embody the divine in matter through the heart, through love. Love in Japanese is I. I love you. Anata wo Today, I have invited Zana and George, members of the Box of Zen, to co-host with me. And our guest is Marisa Cranfield from Yochi Yoga and Qigong Fusion. She is my mentor and guiding light. Our theme is love. Thank you, Marisa, for joining us today. It's such an honor to have you today. You look so beautiful as always. I would like to introduce Zana and George. Today, they are co-hosting. We are online fitness group called The Box of Zen Members. They are my colleagues. Zana is from Bosnia, and she's a mindful and meditation teacher. As well as practitioner of Shaolin Qigong and Kung Fu, she does quite wild one, <laughs> like bruise all over the body. <laughs> George is from New York. Yeah, he's a city boy from childhood. He's been in New York and he's a certified personal trainer and collective exercise specialist. And he's also trained in Shaolin Qigong too. We are so excited to hear your story idea of love today. So Marisa, you are a founder of Yochi Yoga and Qigong Fusion. And I can say that you are one of the people who brought new life to all the traditional Qigong. I can say more stylish and reachable to us. For me anyway, I'm sure for everybody because your YouTube channels are so popular. You have so many great Qigong crows, kept the powerful healing property of all the traditional Qigong. But how you guide us is such a unique, creative way, almost like a poetic, the way how you describe the words or movement. It's just such a beautiful like poem. I love your Qigong flow in love. Because whenever mm. I practice or when I introduce to my group, I have a every Monday, like outside of Qigong, you know, Monday morning, they have a sometimes tired face or sulky face. And after that, bro, everybody's just brightened up and laughing and happy. It's like, a, it's like magic. It's literally opens our heart and fills with joy. So excited you picked love for today's topic but why did you choose love for the topic today and what is your idea of love well i chose love because love is the most important topic in the world <laughs> i think and it's something everyone in the world knows because it is the greatest human potential so love is the greatest human potential 
And in Qigong, humans are considered the middle between heaven and earth. And our head is connected to heaven and our feet connect to the earth. Human is the heart. That's the center. And humans are the center between heaven and earth. We're like a conduit of energy. So love is also our greatest potential to evolve, to connect the universe through our consciousness. And our consciousness is through the heart and it's through love. I believe that this is our, our purpose in, as humans is to embody the divine in matter through the heart. Yes. And through love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's our essential emotion. But sometimes there is a moment you are like a numbing, shocking state. You feel like、uh, you can't give love or you can't receive love. Depends on the age, depends on who you are. I mean, if I was a teenager, probably the crush, the boy, Gave me some vulgar words, violent words to me, then I can be totally in that, that shocking state. Do you have any experience you felt like you lost love? Yes, of course.、Um, I, I lost my father when I was 12. I, I lost my first love. My first boyfriend committed suicide when、oh. I was 17. So I lost my first love and he died as well. Um, so, these were huge, you know, losses of love. The thing is, but I never stopped loving them, of course. I still love them today. And of course, there's been heartbreaks, boyfriends, bleeding heart syndromes, you know, where you just, you, when you love someone and you don't feel like they're giving the love back, and then your heart starts to bleed out because you're just giving, and it's this feeling of becoming needy. And the more you try to not be needy, you just keep. Becoming more needy, <laughs> and it's a horrible feeling. So, all of these are experiences of what you're calling, like, I would say, lost love. Do you guys,、uh, if, if I may, first of all, thank you for your time and then good work that you do spreading the love out there in the world. When I was listening to what you were saying about、uh, when we become needy, when somebody doesn't love you back. Then you realize that something is off, but you still love them. They don't love you back, and then you become needy. And then maybe you get in a pattern of doing things just to please someone. And then all of a sudden, you start pleasing everybody around you because you think that maybe that will bring you、uh, more love or that you will be more likable or lovable. Of course, it's good to be kind, uh, compassionate, uh, helping others, but Where is this like this limit where it goes into from the being this negative state of hurting yourself in order to please someone else so that you can get this little love in return? Like how to recognize it and how to lessen that kind of behavior so that you can finally be free and discover self love? Usually we please others because we feel like we're not good enough, right?、Yes. And the result is that we don't know how to stand up for ourselves and create boundaries and protect our energy. First, we need to look at the root, which is the, the underlying negative belief, which is most likely I'm not good enough.、Um, because this I'm not good enough, it creates this over pleasing. I want to please people so that they like me, so that I feel like I'm good enough. 
Um, so yeah, so the first thing is to really go inside and look at this. And there's in Qigong, we have like so many practices that help clear these negative beliefs and these limiting beliefs, and then reinforce the energy field so that we can set clear boundaries. So strengthen our energy, because what's happening when we don't have fair boundaries is we leak a lot of energy and lose energy. So we finally, once you clear that negative limiting belief, it's like the lights go on and you realize, oh my gosh, I, by doing this, I'm not serving myself or anybody because I'm so exhausted and leaking energy that it's more important to stay balanced and have clear boundaries. And then I can connect to people in a positive and healthy way. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. How to recognize that, as you said, you're leaking energy. That's perfect. That's why we get tired without realizing why are we so tired and exhausted. And uh, especially when little details, simple behavior starts to annoy you, I would say those are the warning signs that you need to uh, re-examine and and do uh, self-work, examining what's going on in your own self. And then there's also the experience of love and hate or love and the opposite of fear. And so this is where we can really ask the question of what is love? Because it can be a bit confusing because the word word love is so full of different meaning for us because love is both an emotion and it's a virtue. When love is an emotion, we associate it on the spectrum of emotions. And in Qigong, emotions are vibrations. They are on the spectrum of yin and yang. So when love is in the emotional realm of what we experience as an emotion, when we don't experience love, then we experience hate or fear, because that's the opposite extreme of yin and yang of the emotion. But we don't hate just to hate. Actually, we hate because we're not being loved. (laughs) And we are not, we don't worry just to worry. We worry because we worry about something we love. We're not sad just because we're sad. We're sad because we lost something we love. So I call love the master frequency because every emotion actually comes from love, only love. And that's why love is such a unique emotion When we associate love with a self, like I, me, my, myself, in this dualistic realm of there's me and there's you, I love you, that's when it becomes subject to this dualistic pull of yin and yang. I love you, I hate you. Or I love you, you don't love me, now I'm angry or I'm hurt. So there's a rebound effect of pain. But true love is unconditional love. And that kind of love is beyond a sense of self and ego of me and I, I and you. Unconditional love is transcendental of yin and yang. It transcends duality. It's unconditional, right? So it's not dependent upon whether you love me back or not. And it's not personal. So no matter what you do to me, it's not, it doesn't harm me because I still love you unconditionally. This unconditional love is when love is a virtue, and this is the master frequency. So I think it's really important for us to recognize that there's different levels of love. There's the love 
that is personal and that's an emotion. And there's the love that's unconditional and that's a virtue. It's not an emotion. And this unconditional love is the love of all religions, right? Jesus Christ, the Tao, Buddha. Every religion is striving towards this state of unconditional love and compassion. To recap, all emotions come from love. And emotions are not bad. They're important. It's important to have a healthy sense of self um, in relationship to others. And it's important for us to experience all emotions because it's through the experience of all emotions that we can finally know what love is. Emotions teach us about ourselves and how we're experiencing the world. So to balance these experiences, when we start to swing, you know, when feel like we're not being loved, when you have that experience, if you lose love, there's sadness. Somebody doesn't love back. It's betrayal or hurt Mm -hmm. and that swing. How to get back to unconditional love is first through balance. Because when yin and yang swing, when we swing from one extreme to the other, we're immediately thrown out of balance. And the energy field is already disturbed. So energetically, emotions are energy, emotions are frequencies. Let's say that we shift into a state of hatred. And then the hatred and the anger is the frequency that we hold and that we're carrying. So it's very difficult to return to a state of love or unconditional love when we're carrying this frequency pattern at that moment. So the way is to come back to the center. First, we must calm down and bring ourselves back into the middle because it's only through balance, through the middle, that we can transcend the duality of love and hate, of the emotional yin and yang, Mm -hmm. and rise up towards that unconditional state of transcendence Mm -hmm. and letting go of the attachment to the self Mm -hmm. in the situation. Yeah, it's interesting because we interview with actually George, angry man, he <laughs> claimed. It was almost same what he said. Anger is attached to the love. Like you said, hate came from love and sadness from love. But I think when people are so depressed, it's hard to find to bring back the balance I think self-care, self-love is important when you are in such a state. So what do you think of self-love, like love yourself? Yes, this is the, the starting point of unconditional love is really to experience unconditional love for ourself through the self. And since that state of unconditional love is beyond a sense of self, it's like, how do we love ourselves without being attached to ourselves? Right? It's really accepting and first letting go of the attachments around the self. So the desires, the fears, the greed, the, the all of the attachments that we have to this idea of a self and being in the present moment and coming into balance, coming into center, and just being present and accepting everything that's here right now within ourselves fully, completely. And that surrender is where the 
unconditional love of the universe arises because we come from the universe ultimately. And there is this even written in the Tao that the Tao is the mother and the mother is the creator. And so there is this unconditional love of creation happening continuously in the universe that is giving us life force energy. And the Tao doesn't take sides, doesn't judge good or evil, doesn't judge saints or sinners. We die and we return back into the Tao and then the Tao creates again. So it's a complete process of surrender to the present moment and to just simply being because this love actually exists everywhere around us at all times. George, do you have, I know you wanted to ask her any questions. Yeah, definitely, so. yeah, definitely got a question. Uh, thank first, Marissa, for joining us. The question is going to be about actually uh, self-love and our conditional self-love. And when I've traveled around, I realized that certain places have different energies. And I haven't been to a place yet. I'm from New York that has this energy. All right, like you could stand in the middle of Manhattan and it's just, right? And everything's coming at you. So how do you... Um, because everybody wants to work hard. Everybody has family. You know, everybody wants to do the best that they can. What kind of little tricks do you have? Like little things that people can do when um, like they've been giving their love, but now they haven't been giving it to themselves. Right. Because you said that's where it starts. It starts with self. And then that's when you can help others with it. So here in New York, it's always give, give ah, ah, all the time. What's a little trick? Let's say I could do when I have like a little bit of 10 minute times, you know, a little window to, uh, bring myself back to that center that you talked about? Well, there's one of the techniques that we use in the course is the mirror meditation. And this is a really beautiful thing because you can just go in the bathroom, you know, anytime and stare in the mirror and just look in your, your eyes and smile at yourself and tell yourself, I love you. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Your continued support means a lot to me. We'll be right back. Let's open the box of Zen. Thank you. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. With two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two-time world bikini champion, she's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. 
Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Welcome back to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Have a question for Hitomi or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. It can be the hardest thing to do. (laughs) It's a real test of truth. And it's funny because it's like embarrassing but it's like, nobody's even watching me. Nobody sees me doing this. Why am I so shy? Why am I so embarrassed? Why am I so uncomfortable to look in at myself and say, I love you, right? So try it. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. This is one really strong one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And the other is just to place your hands on your heart over your chest. I do this every night. Call my spirit, my Shen back into my heart and be grateful and let go of the day, let go and forgive myself for anything that I've done that I, you know, wasn't happy about and let it go. That really helps return back to a state of, of love because often what blocks us from loving ourselves is we, I'm not good enough or I'm angry at myself for what I said or for what I did and I didn't do it good enough and all these things. So really allowing yourself to let that go and then turn that present moment awareness in the heart space on is a vast way. Yeah. Uh, Would you say that expectations are in a way connected to what is conventionally regarded as love, especially in between human relations in modern times? Like how do expectations come in? Uh, What is the role of the having the expectations in relationships and in love and self-love? Well, what I've learned is the key to relationships is communication. So clearly communicating, it's not so much expectations, but in making agreements and clearly communicating what you need and the other person what they need, that's it. Because when we don't communicate what we need clearly, and then again, over-pleasing and not setting up those boundaries, then things start to slip through the cracks. And one person can typically push and pull and get more and the other person's giving more. Usually that's, that's a lot of the situation in relationships. And then a lot of resentment starts to build up. <laughs> it's really about having clear communication and back to those boundaries again. And when you love yourself and then you you understand what you need and how to communicate clearly. Thank you very much. May I ask a question? Yeah, please. Um, when I was listening to this, it came to me the idea of love language because everybody has a different love language. The boundary is very important and unconditional love is important. How do you deal with this love language, the difference of love language? Everybody has a different way for someone whose love language is in action. 
someone is like giving gifts, you know, everybody is different. And how do you be a person who always grounded, balanced, and can give to deal with all different love languages? Wow, it's a good question, Hitomi. I've never really thought about it before. So when I go inside myself, I really, the answer comes is just be yourself and express your love language and how it resonates. It will resonate with the frequency match of another love language. And those two languages create a third language. They don't even need to necessarily speak the same language, but they can create the third language through their match. But some frequencies won't match. Some people's love languages won't match of how they express themselves. It's possible. Because again, we're dealing with the two different realms of what is unconditional versus what is conditioned love. And that's why it's so dynamic, because I think we're all experiencing both of those levels all the time. I mean, and we're striving towards unconditional, but generally we're on this conditioned level, right? And that's that's where love language, I think, plays is more in the conditioned level because it's dealing with personality and and playfulness. And then the unconditional love shines through. It carries us through with how we approach the situations and how we, our attitude, it's really an attitude that we dwell in, in an unconditional space. Because when challenges arise in a relationship, whether it's with parents or friends or a lover, when challenges arise, this is the big moment. It's like, okay, how do we deal with this moment right now? Are we going to do it unconditional perspective and, and use this love language from the unconditional attitude? Or is it going to move into more of an emotional turmoil type situation? Mm-hmm. So, Wow. It almost gave me chill when you said create a new love language from this love language, this love language, but another, like, how do you say, um, everybody's language. That was just so cool to hear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think universal thing is uh, the eyes and the smile, because you can see it in the eyes. If somebody has any kind of positivity in them, you will definitely see it in the eyes. It is said that they are mirrors to the soul. So eyes and smile, no matter in what culture uh, you are at the moment, in which setting, I think it's something that shows in the face, like the eyes will tell, they will show everything. I would say that's the first thing. If you really want to connect and see what's going on, just go look into the person's eyes, like really, really look into them, notice them from the color, shape. Everybody has those little dots or little lines or like just try to really, really like diving into the into the water, just like diving into those eyes and see what's going on. Maybe that's creepy, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I just you know wanted to uh, say that because especially when you're dealing with kids and uh, small kids, they are honest to the brutal level. You know, they will mm-hmm. say things that are as they are. Because they don't really want to insult anybody. It's just how they are. They are honest and they are putting it out there. But still, how you react to that 
they also read on your face and they read it, the input from your eyes. So mm-hmm. it's not just what you say, it how you say it. It really is like how you I give it that. out there. So that's what I say if you're really interested and you observe things around you and you will start noticing them. You might fool somebody who's not maybe interested enough or just the formalities, you know, like some business meetings, politics, where people are not genuinely interested in each other, then it can be like shallow surface and you see that people just either are not interested or care. And then it's easy to fool somebody because you can just act and they won't notice. But somebody who is really interested will definitely notice. You're right. The the love language is, yeah, it's not just what we say. It's the whole body language, right? The eyes, the mm. the body, the way the body moves. Uh, is there something I could do, let's say, when I'm traveling? Because in the city, we take the subway. We're always around people. Take the mm. subway here or the Long Island Railroad. It's like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. It could be an hour. So is there anything where within that setting, I could put my headphones on? Is there anything I should be thinking to get myself to, you know, being back with myself? Well, when you're traveling and you're in, you're with a lot of other people's energies, you best not go into um, a very open, open channel space, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's more of a protective, it's still love with an awareness of protection So I would still tune in, um, bring in the inner smiles. So smile inside, smile with your heart and fill yourself with the smiling energy. And this is the friendliness, the love of you with yourself. And then that friendliness of loving kindness is radiating out. And the Buddha said that metta and loving kindness and friendliness, this is the greatest protection So to embody this kind of love is the safest way when you're in these public spaces. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm definitely going to try that one this weekend. I got to take the subway. I used to come to New York every year when we used to have a showroom on 7th Avenue, my family. You know exactly what I'm talking about with the subway and everything. Yeah, I do. Yeah, all the people there all the time. Mm -hmm. So many different energies. Oh, like... (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> the most diverse place. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It is. I have a meta meditation I can send to you as well. Yeah, Tell definitely. Me Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. It's so yeah. interesting what you said. Mm-hmm. The feeling love and inner smile is the best protection. Because normally, like when Josie was talking about uh, anger, normally try to protect yourselves with like, uh, you know, like anger or scarier or yes, don't touch me kind of attitude. You said totally opposite. But then I can see if there is a peaceful I mean, it doesn't have to be old lady, but I just imagine old lady in the subway and she has a peaceful, gentle smile. It's just looking at her probably feel like you're feeling love. Not looking at Giorgio. Well, he can change, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, if George was doing the inner smile, I think, yeah. I think I would feel it. 
Our grandmothers, those are like lovely images of uh, a person who is caring, who will feed you, hug you, you know, comfort you and calm, loving. I see it, for example, my mom, how she deals with my kids, so her grandkids, and how she used to deal with me. I see the change because I guess as we grow old and we realize you know, when you're younger, you think you're, you have time, you get busy. And then later on in life, you realize that you were too busy on some things that would, that will continue to exist regardless of you doing them or not doing them. And I guess you start to appreciate the new life, especially in the form of grandchildren. So I see how she radiates like more of that warmth towards them in a way. It was so interesting for me to witness that because, uh, being a daughter and mother relationship. And now when I'm a, a mother to my daughters, I try to always think about my mom as she's like a grandma to her grandkids. And I try to channel that energy, like that old woman energy, being calm, wise, and being patient and loving. And <laughs> so, yeah. the best thing is when you can apply it in your own life. My question is for you, Marissa, sometimes we think that we are loving and kind, but um, maybe we are not, in a way, not to test it, but is there a way to learn it, to, to develop it, to know that it's the real thing? Of course, if you're connected to yourself and you can feel it, but a lot of people, when you say it like that, they don't understand what you're saying. They will be like, what do you mean, connect or how to there's a lot of that attempts to make to uh, feel it so before being able to feel it how to learn it is there a way to learn it you kind of answered your own question earlier (laughs) talking about through experience because the only way is through experience it's through life experience so we're going to be presented over and over and over again with experiences until we get it. (laughs) I just went through a whole period. Um, It's karma, really. I've been meditating for over 25 years. And I just realized for the first time this year, something, a relationship that, that I needed to transform and change. And I was like, how could I stay in this, this same pattern For 25 Mm -hmm. years, even through every meditation I've done, retreats and things like that come out and still go right back into the same pattern over and over and over again. Uh, And then I started kind of beating myself up over it. Like, like, how, how, how could it be? And then I realized Marissa, a voice came to me and said, like my higher self said, Marissa, you have been in this relationship for thousands of years. This isn't the first life that you've been doing this with this person. You should be grateful that now by 45 in this life, you actually got it. Finally, (laughs) you woke up, you got it and you got it because you are meditating. And because of the meditation, you sped up this awareness to break the pattern and to shift into love, into unconditional, what really is unconditional love for this person. And whereas I always thought that I was being, that I was loving this person all these years but I was suffering all the time in this relationship. 
And so you ask, what is the sign? Suffering is the sign to know that something's off. If there's suffering, if there's pain, when it's not right there, when there's not joy and ease and grace and flow between in the connection, then something's off. And so finally, yeah, I I looked at that. It came to me what it was. And then now it's like completely transformed into a new reality. So does that answer your question? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Did did anything trigger you to be in that state, like what I've been doing for 25 years? Because you've been, I mean, for me, you are such a genuine person with unconditional love through your classes, through your YouTube, I can feel. But then you said recently you had that awakening in a way. Anything happened to you or it just one day like a boom, all of a sudden lightning hit? Well, it was building up, definitely, but I was still in a cloud where I couldn't see it, but I knew it was building and I knew I had to do something. And then, yeah, it it was one day, one moment in that day. And I was, we were sitting there and it was a situation and it hit me like hard and it felt literally like the world was shattered and spinning and I was disoriented and I was like, okay, okay. And I had to process what was going on. And then that's when it, it broke through to me that this is okay. This is what I have to do. I'm not going to go into the personal of it, but these are the karmic relationships I'm talking about are with family. They're with, you know, hardcore um, relationships that we're family that we're born into our family. We choose the family. They say, or we choose the family we're born into um, to go through the most hardcore experiences of love. Yeah. And then they say the second greatest karma is when you have a kid, then you have children. And now this is the other greatest karmic relationship that you're bringing into your life. Wow. 25 years Mm -hmm. of meditation and you still have to, (laughs) I'm like, oh, where am I? Yeah, well, I have to share the story of uh, we were actually in the meeting yesterday and George is awakening. <laughs> well, he was in military and he had uh, this pattern of um, drinking after the stressful day. And he realized, yeah, you can tell her. Yes. About her. <laughs> yes. We'll be right back after the short break. Let's open the box of Zen. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Are you feeling unhealthy, overweight, stressed, or generally tired? Have you lost your motivation? And has life gotten you down? Beth Shaw and her guest experts are here to help you and all of America get healthy. Listen to Make America Healthy and gain valuable tools to reclaim your physical, mental, and emotional health. Make America Healthy, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show 
Star Style, be the star you are with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you often find yourself at odds with coworkers, friends, or family? Do you have a short fuse and easily end up in arguments? Frustrated with your inability to have a healthy dialogue with anyone? Maybe it's time for a shift in your communication style. Maybe it's time to stop telling and start listening. And join this podcast where you'll discover how to elevate your conversation and navigate the tensions in those difficult relationships. Stop telling and start listening with David Cook. Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Welcome back to Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. Have a question for Hitomi or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show. So I was in the Marines, and in the Marines, if it's a good day, a bad day, a great day, we drink. Do you drink to celebrate, or do you drink because you're suffering, but either way, you're drinking. When I came out and I was here back in the States, that was still the pattern that I had, regardless of what was going on during that time, it was really bad. So drinking was the key, right? Drinking is what you need to do. And one of the triggers, like you're saying, the awakening for me was I've always been training. I've always been working out. I enjoy staying in shape. And at that time frame, I didn't pay attention because here we used to wear big hoodies, big pants and everything. And I had to go to a wedding and I put on a suit and I tried to put the pants on and it didn't work. I looked down and it was like, this is it. This is awful. This is the worst thing that ever happened to me. I had no idea. The pants don't fit. And that was my trigger. It's like, what are you doing? I did put on the pants, figured out a way to do it with a safety pin, got to the button. I still went and still had a couple more cocktails because that was bad. And I was feeling terrible. But then slowly from there, I had my process, like you said, a little different, obviously, but I had my own process. And slowly, one day at a time, I started getting back to what it is that I wanted to be. And which was having that self-love for myself instead of beating me up, beating myself up like I was doing. So it's kind of full circle, just a little different. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it is. So it builds up. And then it's just that kind of that one moment of realization where you're like, it hits and then there's no return, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's very clear. Well, let me ask you with that, the piggyback and also that. You said it's frequencies, right? Everything is frequencies and love is the center, right? And it goes out to all the other emotions. How do you recharge that battery? Because it can't be unlimited, that energy, right? To constantly be putting out there. How do you recharge the battery of those frequencies for the following day and then the next day after that? So tonification, tonification in Qigong, it's nourishing your chi and it's rest. It's that surrender of just not expending energy, but rather conserving it, nourishing it and resting and just being in that way, we way state of balance and presence um, and flow. So knowing when to act and when not to, you know, how much effort to give and how much to back off um, this balance. So knowing when you need to rest and be quiet. And still, yeah. And rest is sleep. 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 Yeah. And yeah. yeah, we don't get much of that here. 
Yes, sleep. And of course, there's the kind of sleep that's the depression sleep. But sometimes that's also when someone's going through that kind of period, that's what they need to do is just shut down. I remember once um, when I broke up with someone after a long relationship, I think I slept for like six months. (laughs) I couldn't get out of bed from Mm -hmm. just my heart just was trying to process and heal. And then one day, I got up and I was good. So, yeah. Just that easy. <laughs> well, it took six, like six months, I remember. Mm-hmm. That's the experience That's, you're talking about. Yeah. That was my reaction. Well, not six months, but I was around two weeks. So I uh, finished my university and there was this a prospect, a good uh, uh, proposition to work with Olympic Committee of my, with my country. I was basically, I was accepted as a secretary. And then what happened in the meantime, I found out that I was pregnant, which was, you know, um, it's stupid to say it wasn't planned, but I was not even thinking about it. Like it was nowhere in the picture. So uh, it was like the career and everything. And when I found out, I told my mom and, you know, she was happy. But as you said, I could not get out, out of the bed. I was I just could not, like, I was not functioning. I was so shocked. I was literally, I could not move. I could not do anything because it came to me. And I was even not that, you know, young, I was 25. So with the school finished, everything finished. It's like the perfect time, the perfect age, everything. But I was just not seeing it as such because I had different ideas of how life should look like. (laughs) And then my mom, uh, she's a doctor. After two weeks, she told me, you need to get up. You are not terminally ill. People have cancers. People live without their limbs. People, and then, you know, she put it out there, rub my face with it. And you have a new life in yourself. And and you behave as if you are being terminally ill, like fading away, dying, not eating, not even getting up only for toilet, basic hygiene. That's it. And just go back, like complete state, because I realized that once I say that I'm pregnant, that will be immediately the the business that I would be working, I would not be working because they didn't need a pregnant woman. So from speaking from this perspective, I realized how horrible that all is and how even easily I've accepted the fact and it's known, it's not okay. It's so wrong and it is so bad for somebody, especially a woman, to be denied work just because she's, you know, pregnant or carrying a kid. But when you're young, you don't realize that. You think like that's how the world functions. That's how it's supposed to be. Thankfully, you know, to my mom, if she didn't rub it like that to my nose, I don't know (laughs) how everything would. Eventually, of course, I would have to get up. But then I started like, okay, this is it. Let's do this. Let's, you know, just go with the flow. And uh, I think it was, yeah, it was a big, big lesson for me back then. And I guess those were the first steps in discovering the self-love. Because before that, I thought the self-love is, I don't know, going out with the girls, going somewhere to the massages, spas, treating yourself to nice clothes, you know, those kind of like more physical, materialistic things that I was really honestly thinking that that is self-love. 
But uh, going through pregnancy and, and having kids, I realized that's not self-love. It's nice. Of course, you have to sometimes treat yourself to nice things, but it's not necessarily self-love because uh, it's, it's something completely different. Unfortunately, media and how everything works today as a, we like to consume as a society, we really, really tend to go from that path. And uh, that's why I've always been in sports. And it is sad that in sports, besides physical things and abilities, there is very little talk about the inner work. Very little. Mind and heart, soul, however you want to uh, call it. Very, very little. Even the energy is seen as how much you can run or how much you can, whatever the measurement unit is for the sports. And that's it. And you are literally like a, um, you know, like an animal. You are there, you have a job to perform, to do. And once you've done it, that's it. Somebody younger comes in and then you just ask yourself, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with myself? So that's how I started discovering the world of, of, of Qigong. And uh, I couldn't believe, I mean, I knew that there has to be something out there, but I just didn't know that it carries that name. <laughs> Uh-huh. And once I discovered it, yeah, once I discovered it, I like, oh, yeah, this is what is missing from the sports in general, from the life in general. And this is something that I think needs to be taught in schools, honestly, starting with young age. Yeah. How to make it a uh, more accessible, how to make more love and self-love lessons accessible. Because when you're young, you think you know it all. <laughs> That's well, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the big shift all over the world. And like Marisa, how she brought us Qigong in a new way was just, uh, um, it had to be happened, I think. Um, As you said, we need a different way of how we go with life, more vibrational not just uh, logical, you know, and I believe Qigong, especially her expression, her way of introducing Qigong is a really key to spread like a light of love to the world. So I am so looking for your business to grow. Um, I say business, but more like uh, your love to grow. Do you have any future plan to spread more love like yourself? (laughs) Yes. Speaking of love and Qigong, um, love, of course, comes from the heart, right? And the heart in traditional Chinese medicine is the fire element. It's where we express ourselves and express the full expression. So it's art. And Qigong is considered an energy art, a healing art, and it's martial arts. They're all called art for a reason, right? Because they're all expressions of that thing. They're expressions of qi, expressions of energy, expressions of healing, expressions of movement and protection and self-defense. This expression is art that's always evolving So sometimes they call them the traditional arts, 
which are rooted in tradition, but art is always evolving. So that's why the approach I take of Qigong through the heart is a progressive style of Qigong. So that's where I'm at with it is to continue. Um, it's rooted in traditional principles, as you can hear when I speak about it. Yet, I'm making it more accessible for everyone to be able to to take these principles and express them in their own language and with their own, you know, way of expressing it and not be stuck or bound to some older tradition. So yeah, this is how I'm sharing the love. Oh. Freedom. <laughs> Thank you. Um, listeners, if you would like to know more about the Yochi, it's going to be on our website, her Yochi website to YouTube and uh, all the social media would be on that page. So please check. You're going to love it. <laughs> you're going to love, you're going to love it. I can say if we stay in love, um, the life is going to be good, right? <laughs> no matter what <laughs> happens. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking your time and sharing your ideas and story. And it was wonderful. Yeah. How could it not be beautiful to talk about love, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It gives yeah. you so, so uh, good, good energy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lovely thank to you. meet you all. Pleasure to meet you. you. It was Hope a pleasure to meet you to in meet person you. one day. Yes. yes. Hopefully, yes. Oh, yes. Now, like let's a... put it out there in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zana owns the beautiful retreat in Bosnia. And Bosnia is such a beautiful really? country. Everything right. there. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah you have to. What's your roach call? Otherwise, it means, you know, the little white flower, that it's like a little woolly flower, grows in the mountains, is the symbol of mountains, and is the symbol of love, because behind it is a story of a soldier who was coming home back from being away, far away, and as he was walking, he saw the little white flowers. And he brought it to his wife's homes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's already <laughs> open. It's uh, open for the groups, but yeah. it's not out there in the public. I mean, you can always walk in to have coffee mm -hmm. and some time on the terrace, but uh, we organize things for the groups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, maybe <laughs> one day we can all have a Qigong for together. We just need to be on the same frequency. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Thank you. Beautiful. If you want, we can end with the the Yochi blessing. Oh yes, yes, please. Yes. Okay. So everybody can, even the the listeners can repeat after me. Okay. So, I am in the universe. I am in the universe. The universe is in me. The universe is in me. I am blessed and filled with chi. I am blessed and filled with chi. May all beings be happy. May all, May be all beings be happy. May all beings be free. May, May all, be all beings be free. May all beings be blessed and filled with chi. May all beings be blessed and filled with chi. 
Yes. Oh, thank you so, so thank much. Thank you, Hitomi. Yes. Oh, thank you. I know it's late there. It's night. So, yeah, thank you so much again. Super. Super. All right. Okay. Good night. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Let's Open the Box of Zen with Hitomi. We hope today's episode has helped you transcend your limiting beliefs and bring Zen into your heart. Tune in next week for more helpful tips. We'll see you Zen.